my fellow Americans. Oh, hi, Mark. I am your father. Here's Johnny. Mission failed. This is the ABCs of pop culture. And here we go. Welcome, everyone. I am Brad, and with me, as always, are the A's and C to our ABCs, Anthony and Cameron. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Good. Perfect. So today we're going to be talking about what pop culture is and the definition that has surrounded all of us on what exactly pop culture means to each of us, what it probably means to the rest of the world. Um, So that'll be today's episode. Um, So if you guys want to go ahead and start it off, who wants to go first? Well, I think you should start off because you are the main attraction so if if we were to go down to like the actual definition of what pop culture is when you look at it it says pop culture is a contrast to other forms of culture folk culture working class culture high culture pop culture is what's left over is what everything when it comes down to the definition Um, they break it down into a bunch of categories one is entertainment which is your film your music your tv your video games which is probably more relevant to us today are those right there entertainment Um, Sports, which is something I follow closely. I do that a lot. They also bring in news, politics, fashion, and technology. Tech is probably going to be something you two are more into. Uh, I know of tech, but I'm not in the tech realm. Um, So really, what we're going to be discussing a lot of the time and a lot of the further episodes are going to be the entertainment. I'm going to bring sports in, the tech side of it, um, and current event news. I mean, that's huge now because right now with everyone staying at home, you get your news online and you get your news through that medium of either either listening to reading about or watching pop culture so to me it's pop culture is mass produced media mass media mass culture so those things like entertainment tv music all of that stuff that's to me what pop culture is i mean the actual pop is meaning popular culture pop culture has changed a lot in the last couple decades my view of pop culture is different i mean we're gonna have pretty good generational differences i'm 10 years older than anthony about eight years older than cameron so pop culture to me is going to be different than you two. Oh boy are we going to capture quite the generations of pop culture here well well yeah even though like you there's a teenage year gap between us it's like there's still like the younger generation between it like how my younger sister still experiences things different than i do and and there's only a forge a four-year age difference between us well it's because everything is evolving quickly nowadays i mean i remember a time with no smartphones and now my kids only know smartphones that you know what i mean we didn't back in the day we had i had a palm pilot in my freshman year of high school so i had a notebook and a palm pilot and a phone and a cd player nowadays i have all of that into one phone yeah i mean like i said growing up with technology that's where we are yeah i, I don't know it's like i was a thing i didn't know like portable games or like even game consoles existed until like when my dad got an xbox but i thought there was just arcade machines because it's like my parents didn't get me any of that kind of stuff and then i didn't see commercials or anything like for it so i didn't even know like i didn't even know that the nes was around even though 
I was born in 97 and then that thing was made well before I was born. But then I didn't even know it existed. See, that's what we have Brad here for. Yeah, see, I, I grew up with Sega. I, I vividly mm-hmm. remember my dad bringing home a Sega for the first time and watching him play Mortal Kombat. The first, the very first one where he only had, what, 12 characters? And it was yeah. like the actual, it wasn't any kind of like. Um, no, it was like the, it was the people that they photographed in a bunch right. of different poses. Yep. And then they just basically animated it together to make it look like a seamless thing. Right. I mean, I, I that I vividly remember that. I mean, the the highlight of my video game playing was, you know, N64. That was that was it. Like I I still remember the Sega playing Contra and different games like that, but like my major major memory is the Nintendo 64 when that came out, when all hell broke loose when that game came out because it was graphically amazing. We're like, "Holy shit, this is this looks like real life. And that, then you come back to it now and you're like, yeah. wow, this looks like garbage. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember Goldeneye. I mean, their faces were literally horribly plastered yep, onto a It was well, basically like, a square that was drug out in a couple different points to make it look like a sphere. Well, it's like it original like Tomb Raider. It's like, oh, yes, I got those triangle tits. Oh, yep. Well, and you know why yep. that happened? Why her boobs were so big? Well, because the memory, that's the biggest thing. No, the guy fat fingered. He was trying to just blow her boobs up 15% and accidentally pushed in 100 50 and they bloomed ballooned up and then they're like we're going with it that looks great well i was wow. i thought you were talking about like the reason why they're like triangles i'm like well because oh, well, polygons no. and memory yes. and all that kind of such i still i mean i actually remember when tomb raider came out i remember playing that the very first one and like how open world that was to me when it wasn't even really an open world i mean we've discussed this before just personally what open world means in video games and like i thought legend you know the ocarina like you know what i mean zelda ocarina of time was open world but you guys told me that it wasn't no no before the uh, real craze for open world games it's like i can't even remember the. i first. mean i would i would say legend of zelda is probably one of those games that you could look at and say it helped the open world genre mario 64 was pretty close to you yeah like yeah. it was that time frame it was like the mario 64 ocarina of time you know games where it wasn't necessarily one set path or levels you were going through uh, i mean you had an overworld you could explore technically making it open world but it is still quite well, quite I linear just, i remember hopping on my horse and running across hyrule yeah uh, what the what's the horse's name epona epona there you go thank you see i didn't even and then back in the day we didn't even realize that i mean honestly my generation we played legend of zelda i understand that it came out years before that but zelda is ocarina of time yep but even when i played it that day i still didn't put together that his name was link i always still thought it was zelda Yeah, like nobody really thought that yeah you know, for mean, like the longest time the green guy named zelda yeah exactly until like what the second one came out where it's like link's adventure yeah link's awakening or whatever yeah, link, yeah or no it, link's adventure that's right yeah yeah link's awakening yeah. is the one that was like for the game boy yeah and then on the yeah because link's Boy. awakening was i the, vividly remember the one with the, the whale boy. i mm-hmm. loved playing game boy when it was a green screen practically yep, it was just like four colors that's all you had to work with not even that it was literally just it's a green screen with black black lines yeah. and darker green for shades 
waiting. I had the I had the little magnifying glass that went yep. over it, so it was bigger by like yep. a percentage. Yeah, and that had a little light on it, so you could play it in the car at night. Yeah. That was it. Didn't have a backlight essentially. Yeah. That's why you needed. Yeah, the that first light. Game Boy to have a backlight was a Game Boy SP, the one that folded in half. I had that one as well. That was my first Game Boy oh. ever. No, yep. I, I literally had the one that was about the size of a phone. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Game Boy Color or the Game yeah. Boy. Yeah, that wasn't even Boy. color. I had a I color. Had oh, I had the Game Boy one, Color. Yeah. I, no, I, I have an original Game Boy as well. I got one for like forty bucks. Yeah, I have a I have a color, but I don't have a original original. So what about what about you, Anthony? Go your pop culture definition to you. I don't know. Like with pop culture, I basically say it's like anything that was a trend or it kind of still is a trend that's like making its way back. That was like relevant at one point in time and it's like i don't know like you can say like anything it's like oh you can say the ford bronco is an iconic piece of pop culture and then they're bringing it back yeah no car shows were huge when i was younger yeah. i still remember like i mean you look at movies reinterpreting car shows now and how they released them i mean that that was a huge event because they didn't come out with cars as often as they do now to where there's a new upgraded version once every a year. year they'd be just a slight it, it wasn't show worthy i mean there might be a new production of the next one like you know the 99 or actually I'm mean, still dating it going back further 80s you know the 84 Bronco versus the 85 I mean uh, how big of a gap it took them for to come up with upgrades I mean I still remember vividly the difference between the Mustangs different gens and how huge oh yeah was. like the main thing of like how the body style changed right so it was like the classic one and then you came to like the 70s frame and then you have like the Fox body then you became like the more sporty ones in the late 90s and the early 2000s right. so then you get the more muscled version that's like common now i mean and i I will disclaim that i know nothing of cars so again telling me what i just remember buying my first car when it was 2000 2000 yeah the year 2000 is when i bought my first car actually i didn't buy it my mom bought it for me because as a lot of parents did i still remember it was an 88 beretta and i didn't have a clue what that was when she first asked me i thought she was getting me an 88 barracuda and i was like yes barracudas are amazing come to open up the garage and it was a beretta i was like oh okay like gross yeah and i I mean my i I had a to roll down the windows it was in the middle console like where your armrest was oh yep that's how you had to roll them up yep. and down. And then my my drive my passenger side window, when it went halfway up the track, it would cock itself out of the frame. So in order to roll up the window, I had to hold my hand on it so that way it wouldn't pull itself out of the door frame. I don't know. It's like if you want to like my mom, I think had the worst like shitty car because she grew up in Los Angeles, and so her car didn't have an AC, no radio, and then it had just roll down windows. And then it's like I would be like that would be horrible. Yes. When it's hot and you're stuck in traffic That's, and you don't have AC and I you read have that no radio. Now. I mean, Ooh. my kids are 15, 13, 10, and 4. And it's like they don't have a clue roll up windows and how you how that was a major thing to look for is to find does it have automatic windows? They don't even know that that was like like now you like does it come with Bluetooth? That's yep. what you really want in a car. <clears throat> Back then, we, we, it was a huge deal to have an auto like a window that you didn't that have you to didn't use. have to crank down. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was a big deal. Well, it's like how like my car. Yeah, I have an '86 Bronco too, but then the thing's got power doors and locks. Granted, right. the, the powered locks don't work because the motors are seized on it, so I had to break the rod for those but then it's like yeah it's like one of those things where it's like people don't know it's it's one of those terms and like how we're going back into it it's like it's one of those terms that well like people just knew what it meant it's like how like people don't really understand well people still say when they say like oh like page me but then people don't a lot of kids nowadays don't know what a pager is yeah you don't hang up the phone anymore 
no one hangs it like hang up like you don't hang up the phone you push a button hanging yep. up the phone literally was putting it back down on the hook mm-hmm. i still remember that i still remember having a phone cord that was like 20 foot long oh yeah so that you can go from the kitchen all around the house to talk on i mean as young as i am i still remember dsl like oh yeah you have People internet don't. or you have phone and then and like your mom needs to make is. a phone call yeah and, and they're like, like you gotta get off yeah no yeah it's still that happened to me i remember yep. that i i remember that we had to pay for internet like aol you had to get a disc to put in there to yep. add minutes to it. Yep. Okay, I don't remember. Well, I think my grandma had that for All a right. while. I still, yeah, that was a big deal to us, AOL. But I'm a little, little too young for that. Yeah, I just re- I remember dial-up. I just remember, like, a splash screen of it. Like, every time my dad yeah. had to connect to it for work, and it was, like, the weirdest-looking thing ever. Yeah, the little AOL man with, like, the four dots. <laughs> yep. And then you have, like, the technological screens of the dams playing while it's going on. Yep. And, dude. Okay, what about you, Cameron? Your pop culture definition. What do you mean? to you well i mean for me really pop culture is is things that are popping off in culture i mean it's it's the popular things the things that people are uh, i mean moved or maybe not necessarily moved but uh that people just look at as a culture as a whole so you know media books things like that um really to me it's anything that's popping off and and leaves a stain mark on culture of or you know on the history of our culture or whatever it may be uh you know Things that are popular. Right. Yeah. According to the interwebs on when I was doing research on what pop culture is, because everyone uses that term and that's it's like it's popular and that's what it is. I mean, that's what pop music is, is popular music. But when you look at it, 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 it's derivative from the 19th century is when they first started using the term pop culture and what they were using. It wasn't even even wasn't even popular at the time when they did that definition. Pop culture at the time in the 19th century when they first brought it about was everything other than high culture because high culture you know the victorian age it was after that it was it pop culture was for the poor and the lower class and nowadays i feel like that's flipped everything is pop culture i mean no one you don't even have to look at how he like to us being nerds how great it is to see things jump from page to tv to screen when we're watching like like the phenomenon of game of thrones yeah i would say more than half the people that loved game of thrones never read the books or even knew that it was a book series but to us as nerds this is like this is nirvana to us because everything that we read or grew up on or watched or whatever is now becoming pop culture and tv well yeah i see that a lot it's like whenever i like watch film or tv or something like that i always see like the little where there's like a little action or something and you're like going like oh that's like a slight little nod or reference to like x or x and then most people don't know what the hell i'm talking about but then you're like ah it's one of those things that like you had to either like read it you had to see this other thing or you had to like play a game or something like that so you can understand it well, because a lot of things are just playing off of each other. Everyone, but, uh, everyone understands our, um, our like not innuendos. Our when we, when we bring up like just an example, I was talking to Aubrey on today about how she was uh, she wants to insure her hands because she's a hairstylist, and if yeah. something were to happen to her hands, she can't work. Work. Yeah. Well, she was bringing me back to saying that when she was in um, school. 15 years ago there was a classmate of hers that had fallen backwards and went through a coffee table and ended up lacerating some ligaments in her hands and so she had to come back to school but she couldn't use her hands anymore and
And I said, oh, kind of like Doctor Strange. And she understood that reference now because I've gotten her into it. She doesn't, she never was a part of any nerd stuff growing up. I mean, we, me and her are the exact same age. We went through the same exact cultures. Well, almost in cultures. I'm from a bigger city than she is, but had drastically different high school experiences. Like she was a punker. She loved the Ramones and everything that was punk music. I was a pop punk with Blink-182 and all that stuff. But I've slowly bring her into my the nerd dumb and when i said oh kind of like dr strange she's like yeah kind of like that and i was like wow it just clicked on me today that i finally have turned her to understand pop culture reference because she wouldn't have had a clue or who what dr strange was until we watched the movie yeah but we've known about dr star i've known about dr strange for decades i now. mean pretty much for me the whole life ever since i could understand i guess <laughs> I've been ingrained in it. So, yeah, it's it's great to see that. Uh, I mean, we're finally we're getting the nerdum. The yeah. pop culture to me is that is it's, the nerdum is the finally getting all the things that we've always wanted to see where we're seeing these stories that we've lived and grown up on, you know, coming to life and, right. we and were, actually becoming physical. We were the running joke in movies. I mean, look at Revenge mm-hmm. of the Nerds. That entire oh, movie yeah. was about how nerds don't matter. I mean, the movie obviously made the nerds the hero, but that's now it, people don't even consider themselves nerds and they're doing nerd things. Well, that's like the, it's like the double-edged sword with that one. It's like how nerds were like frowned upon, but now it's coming popular, but now it's coming to the point where it's like it's ruining it in the sense for the people that are like who are who truly are into, like truly into this one because there's always like those people that are saying it's like I'm a nerd because I like I watched like X or X or like something like this I'm going like that doesn't really classify they're like or like it's always like on girls like bios and shit they're like I really like office I'm like that doesn't mean you're a fucking nerd because you're fucking you're like I could relate to the office I'm like everybody can relate so to now the you're being office. you're being an elitist nerd is what you're now doing we wanted our whole life to be accepted and now to you're not fair, accepting other people into our nerddom? To be fair, I have spent the last 20 years of my life pretty much making nerd cool and trying to make my lifestyle normal and not seem weird to people. And it doesn't, it, you know, it does annoy that, me quite a bit that now it is. It is the norm. I can't. I like, can't allow that to happen. I can't allow that viewpoint to happen because that's what happened to us while we were nerds growing up is that you can't be a part of this popular culture. Now it's like, no, this is only our corner. You can't have it. Yes, I feel we should do that. But you wanted nothing to do with it back then, but no. now that it's cool and popping off and you get to see all this cool stuff that's like yeah, in-game Infinity War, all these kind of things, now you want to be the nerd. Like, no, this stuff has been there forever. Like, I have, I, I know this stuff by heart. Like, that's the stuff I've learned. So it, it does annoy well, me. I agree, well, too. it's like the people, they don't have, like, the foundation for it. They're basically, that's they're, what I'm saying, it's like yes. they're just trying to, like, get to the end of the line, basically, but then they haven't done anything beforehand. They're building their foundation now, just like we had to as children. We wow. had to build a foundation. They're just but then the way they it's the, late but the way, for your foundation. Yeah, but then it's the way they sometimes well, it's the way sometimes people go about it. But, but it's why like, you're like, oh, it's hurting my soul just like watching it sometimes. Yeah, me too. It why does were hurt we outcast? Well, th- this is different because again, I didn't I didn't grow up as. <laughs> I, I, I guess I could say I was more of a closet nerd, but not really. I mean, okay, I might have to say that I was a closet nerd because I did. I mean, I played. I was varsity basketball all state. I did all the main sports, but again, you got to give me credit. I've been six foot five since I was fourteen years old, so I, of course I played sports. Yes, just because you're tall doesn't mean you have to play a sport. I got that. 
but I was one of those kids that but were, you were beat tall. Into, exactly. So play I the sport. Beat, I was beat into it. Yo, you're tall. You have to play a sport. Yep. So, but again, I didn't really come into this nerd stuff until 18, 19, 20 years old when I finally got out of high school because I was no longer being held down by being a varsity basketball player. I still play sports today. I still do it all the time. But now I get to like Ninja Turtles were cool to me when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Now they're back and they're still cool, but yep. that's because they kept going. And now all of that nostalgia stuff when I was a child, I could have because it was a cool thing. Now it is a cool thing to have. Yes, that's what annoys me. But there, gotta, there is a nerd part of me that 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 kind of stuff annoys me. These people who really, you know, growing up as a nerd, insistently made fun of you and made you feel like an outcast because you, you know, you played that card game or you were, you know, well, into people this go or like, whatever. Oh, like Minecraft is so childish, but now Minecraft is like the yeah. It's, everybody it's, like plays Minecraft. They're like, oh, you got these people. They're like the Instagram influencers who basically would like say like five years ago would make fun of anybody and everybody that was like over the age of like say like twelve that played minecraft and now they're playing it and you're like going like oh yeah i play minecraft now and it's like it's like basically i'm like why way to contradict yourself it's like it's just one of those things where it's like annoying when people like contradict themselves when they're coming through this thing it's like can you just like admit it is like that it's like this way or this way it's like yes it's nice that people like change their opinion on these kinds of things but then there's also the type of people the only reason why they're playing it or doing specific things is because they want the attention because it's popular at that yes. given time. As soon as it stops becoming unpopular, they'll basically drop it off and never touch it again. And this is what annoys me. Like, I think it's cool that people are finally, you know, kind of seeing my lifestyle and what I've lived and everything I've been interested in and, you know, understanding that it is a cool thing. To me, that is very cool. I'm glad that it is accessible for people, uh, you know, nerdism and stuff like that now, but it there is a, a very elitist nerd part of me since I have been a nerd for so long that i'm like what's what's the point why are you here you know but it is cool like i said it, I it is cool that you can now actually get people into this and be able to say things like oh kind of like dr strange i mean in my my situation with my girlfriend there's no way that i'm going to be able to say that and she's going to understand just at all but she's not involved in that kind of stuff yeah so i don't know i just i just think that knowing our culture and where we came from again it's hard to say our culture because i've been on all sides of the roads but to say that pop culture nerd culture cannot be to be closed off i've just i've reached a point in my life to where i want to be open to everyone and love everyone equally especially what's going on in the world today oh yeah just be loving well and that's the cool thing about nerdism and i mean i guess for me pop culture nerdism are, are two of the same words for me so that is the cool thing with pop culture is i feel it is right that's that's the thing though the difference like that's why we're just defining it today because pop culture to you is the nerdy side of it yes yes the second we start talking about sports though i know oh heavens you'll be lost not really i know not oh i will anthony's got some of it but i I know you cameron you'll be lost on some sports because sports all my life well no not only that just the the history of it like i mean we were talking about right like right now the one of the greatest documentaries out is the last dance with michael jordan on netflix and i loved watching that because i grew up with michael jordan and seeing where he came from and why different things have happened oh is that the one where they had like the newscasters where they're like saying it's like made it look all old but then it's actually old footage and they just deep fake new mouths on the people no it's a, it's a it was a legit documentary that espn put out now it's on netflix okay and it yeah, just did like eight episodes in like it, it wasn't just about michael jordan uh, the, uh, it's not it's about the, the bulls and their run for that eight years to where they did three championships 
and then three more afterwards. Because the last dance is, I mean, to go into what it's about, it's about how this amazing team of the Chicago Bulls came together with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. And then the supporting characters they had, the amazing coach that Phil Jackson is. See, and like right now, Cameron, I know you have no idea what I know one of those names. Any of these names are, but the documentary, like the first couple, first episode, Michael Jordan, second episode, Scottie Pippen, third is Dennis Rodman, fourth, Phil Jackson. And then they go into the championship run. Then they go into the death of Michael, well, not even the death, but the murder of Michael Jordan's father and why he stepped away from basketball because his dad was no longer there to support him. And then he came back after playing AAA baseball and won another three titles in a row. And then that last year when they got that last title, um, politics came into play and they split up the team. So that that documentary is fantastic. It's one of the best ones I've seen. It it reminds me of the the documentary of Dr. Dre and Eminem and... um, on HBO, uh, the history of where Dr. Dre came from. The whole thing's not about Eminem, but it's all about Dr. Dre and um, Ideen, the, uh, Tommy Ideen, so I can't remember his name right now, but about how they created an amazing production company and where they found Eminem and all of that stuff. So uh, documentaries are huge in my life right now. I don't know if it's my age or what it is, but we spend so much time watching documentaries now. Documentaries yeah, are pop culture. I look mean, at, yeah. Look it at is. how much murder serial killer things are out there right now there's a million podcasts there's a million movies there's a million tv shows all about murder that is pop culture oh yeah yeah that i think is one of the if i if i had to come up with like subsections of pop culture for me really in today's day and age you've got the nerdism you have you know your serial killer murder type horror I, I mean i don't even know what to call it really it's it's, it's just been called just, murder porn to me that's exactly. that's it's what it is our interest as to why people murder yes and how they got away with it for well so and i long. think i think some of it too you know with the serial killers becoming so popular now is uh you know looking at the effects of what 70s and 80s when a lot of these people were huge you know what was what was causing it and why there were so many serial killers in that time i think that is the big push for why murder porn is so important now and you can also see like how different it is from like back then when they had basically only police only talked to themselves in their small little towns but now it's basically everything is all connected so that way it's like it like you have to be like damn good at your job to be a serial killer in a sense right now to still get away with it yeah it's like how they were showing like how like some of the ones that basically the only reason why like some serial killers got caught like so long after they even stopped killing is because they just started getting cocky with it and it's like basically yep. going I'm like yeah you basically there was nothing on you because nobody could trace you to this but then you just got cocky and then basically led to your arrest yep but yeah. like nowadays it's like with forensics sciences and all right. this kind of such by like every kind of like investigation service it's like they can literally tell you exactly like oh it was in this ground these conditions this time of day all this kind of such from like what's found on your body or near it and all this kind of stuff oh, yeah. it's right. insane oh, no. I think it's just, there's just a huge craze for people uh, you know so much into the psyche I think that's a big thing psyche of people why and then you know what caused it yeah because there were there were well, a very influx of serial killers yeah. in the 70s and 80s and, like and exactly. huge influx of serial I mean, killers right now it's all about I mean the biggest ones in are, are like mass murders that's what the big thing today is if you're going to want to kill a lot of people you just do it at once but th- this is a th- this is just how 
pop culture's definition changes because again these people you don't have to be a nerdy or geeky or any of that stuff to be get into murder porn like yeah. you're saying because it's just so interesting and i think that is the ultimate definition of pop culture i think to everyone across the board like to, i said to, if you ask a million people a hundred do a do survey a will say that what pop culture is is just what is popular yeah what is what is popping off in the culture i think really anything that leaves uh, and i mean it can be from any time frame and, and really show up but anything that leaves a mark on history that really provides some type of cultural shift i guess so like the thing with the serial killers in the 80 that's why now that is a pop culture thing um just due to what happened there we've seen such a huge rise and shift in our culture to you know almost romanticizing some of these stories yeah that's very true about so, that one definitely for pop well, culture is jack the ripper that what's story popping has off. been old it's still popular today and yeah. it's hun- hundreds of years old yeah i mean that was because of, like i said the biggest what, draw to that one is because of just the mystery behind it yeah right. i mean i guess that that's too. that's that's what it's the thought yeah if it's it thinking a, like if it was an open and closed case shut that's not or yeah. open and closed case there's no way that that would make great television. No, no. that's where you get your NCIS. Yeah, all that stuff. it's about the you mystery. Want, it's about it's exact, and the unsolved know, murders too. Yeah, like oh, could I be living next to this guy that was actually the Zodiac killer? I still remember you know? that when unsolved mysteries came on TV. My grandmother used to watch that all the time. Oh, did we still watch it all the time? Well, no, no, I know they just redid it, yep. and we binged it in one day. Yep, all of that entire. Yep. Episode. Was it like the cold cases thing on? Netflix? Yeah, it's no, yeah. it's just they rebooted unsolved oh, mysteries. Okay, yeah, I was so watching. Cold cases on Netflix, yeah. which is basically the same thing. Then no, this is this is legitimately unsolved mysteries. They mm-hmm. rebooted it on Netflix, but there's no host. It's just a regular documentary okay, type. Then yeah, it's and, the same thing. Then. But what the cool thing is that they've reopened cases. Yep. One of the cases on there, Alonzo Brooks, the FBI has reopened it, and they're exhuming the body to try it again because it, it just doesn't make sense how no one was caught. Was well, that the one with yeah. like the black kid that went to the party? Yeah, and then okay, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's insane. But uh, uh, and I know for a fact we will cover murder porn. In oh yeah, a full yeah. episode later down the road. Yeah, definitely. And, that's going to be but something. I like just you said. know that that is the best definition to any person that's coming and going on what pop culture is. Is what is popular right now is what I think is what everyone's. Well, gonna that's think. like yeah, the main genre is pop culture. But then there's it's like Reddit. There's so many different little threads about every little thing that basically some yeah. people like this, some other people like this, and so it just goes every which way. Right. It's like how I've been getting really into like cars and all this kind of such. I've always really enjoyed cars and all this kind of such. But then I like how I'm getting really more into it. And right. basically that's its own little subgenre. But basically going I, through like I've never those once awesome ends. cared at all to know anything about cars. I've always been that with when it comes to cars and even actually even when I was younger. <laughs> It always came to if I could pay someone else to do this for me, I'm going to pay them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cars are not. But cars and sports are not. You somehow got into to where cars are my thing. Okay, so the reason why I got into it is because my dad, like uh, with his stepdad, it's like he was like his stepdad was really good in cars. And so it was his stepbrothers. And so then he was just talking about how he had like a, a 1967 like Ford Mustang, which he regrets selling. Um, but then he was basically the thing was just literally a sinkhole of money. It was literally like the you know the definition of a boat. So like that bathtub you fill with money. Yeah, it's like the yep. best and worst days of your life of owning a boat. Worst days when you buy it. Best days when you sell it. Yeah. But then he's basically that was his car. But then he how he like tore apart his engine, redid all the paint, and so then he just keeps doing that at me. Whereas he's like, oh, you're not taking care of your car. You need to do it, do it, do it. 
But then I'm like going, I'm like, well, I don't know how to do and I don't want to like fuck it up because, hey, it's my car. I don't yep. want to just I'm like, I'm going to go work on the engine, fuck it up and go like, well, shit, I'm going to go pull the engine part now. Thank yeah, you. It's yes. like it's one of those things where it's like I want it's like granted. That's why I'm like, I want to get like myself another car. So that's why I'm like looking at all these other ones so I can turn it into like a drift car but also like a daily driver for myself by that point in time it's like i have a car that works and so then if i get another one then i'm like if i tear that one apart and break something on it it's not the end of the world and so but then it's like how he always just basically always got on my case about how i would always want to pay somebody to like do it instead of doing it myself like how when i replace my shocks on my car it's granted the shocks cost me like for all four of them like 200 dollars so not that bad but then it's like with that one it's like the labor it took six hours to replace the front two because those were a pain and then it took only three to replace the rear because those ones were easier but then he basically brought it out he's like okay now think of the dollar amount where most mechanics charge like around like 80 to 100 bucks or so for like an hour and then it's like okay so it's nine hours of work so that's 900 dollars plus add the part cost of 200 so you're looking at like over like a grand right there just for somebody to replace your shocks and like don't you feel better about doing it yourself and you're like yeah and also it's just one of those things where you have the knowledge now where if anything happens in the future you know how to do it i think that's like one of those things where people should be able to know how to change a tire change their like their oil and just do perform basic maintenance on their car without having to pay somebody to yeah, do nope, it nope i've never had a drive to want to learn how to work on a car i've never changed my i am i am in brad's boat if i can pay someone to do it for me I'm going to pay someone to do it for me. I've, I've never changed never. my oil to this day. Like, I've never had a... No problem doing that, because it's... Well, yeah. So I mean, simple. I can change a tire. Don't get me but wrong. It's, but it's the whole... Like, I've never changed my oil. Uh, like, right now, both of my cars... I mean, luckily, I have it set up with my dealership to where my oil change goes through them and cost me $5 each time. So that's amazing. My second car that we just got, that's going to cost me a bunch to do the oil change on that. But growing up, I do not... Yeah, never, never learned that basic never. skill. Nope. Change in oil. And I've never had an interest to want to learn cars or anything. But that's, again, that's the difference of uh, another good way to go into what pop culture means to you personally is from your parents. Like, yep. Yep. you got that from your dad. My yep. dad, well, my dad was non-existent, so I didn't get any of that drive. So, uh, but I never, I was never raised to interest into that, to do my car. And even now... Now I know how to, you know, fix phones and fix electronics, but that was not even my choice either. The Air Force told me to do it. When I joined the military, I got stuck into a career field that told me to change and fix radios. And so that's what I did the whole time I was in the Air Force. And I got out, and now, you know, now I know how to fix phones just because the career field was adjacent to what I did in the military. But if I never had gotten this career to change phones, to fix phones, fix it, well, I still have no idea how to work on a computer. I wouldn't have learned any of those skills. Oh, but that's Yours is different because I know yeah. for a fact that you would never pay someone to do anything to your computer. Nope. And that's that's the that. thing. That's the thing about me. It's yeah. like, no, right. it's like I'm going to touch my computer. <clears throat> yep. I'm going to do my own computer work. And I'm going to do everything myself. No, yeah. that, that's why I have you guys. You do my computer yep. work. But what I'm saying is that uh, you guys, that, the same thing with him is that computer. But you got that from your dad. Why do you do computers? Why do I do my stuff? Because my parents told me it wouldn't get me anywhere. Okay. So mine was oh, just to prove everyone wrong. In my I kind of got mine because my dad, he worked at Microsoft. And so then 
then he was actually on like the team for like the Microsoft Studios, which like did the early games. And then he also did like stuff with like e-readers and such before e-readers were even a thing. Right. So he was really into that. And then he was just he's a software engineer and all this kind of such. Yeah. But then it's like how I got into it when we were like lived up in North Idaho. It's like, yeah, it was a smaller high school. But then like they also cut a bunch of the programs. So for like electives. And so the ones I took was like technology, like ones I'm like phone, like it was like a plus certification, Netflix certification. So basically I know how Netflix to like repa- certification? Net plus. Net plus, Net plus yeah. So basically networking. So those were right. the ones I took. And then I also took welding. And then see, we had none of that in high school. I took, I oh yeah. Shop, like, I had all of that. I had school. none Wood of shop those. In middle school. I had a typing class. That was about all I had in high oh, school. Oh yeah. No, oh, I didn't me. learn how to type until my senior year of high school. Right. Yeah, no. But that's, that's the, that's again, the cultural difference of what's happened in the yeah. last 10, 20 years is now schools are offering it. I mean, my, the, my 13 year old, his school, the charter school that he goes to every eight weeks, they change a block for him to learn. Um, you know, he did paramedics one week and then he did computer, then he's doing construction, then he did barber. And then they're giving them these little blocks. And by the time he's senior age, his entire senior year is nothing but that skill. Yep. So he's ready to go. Yep. So that way, if he doesn't go to college or not. Yep. So like, I, I, I wish I could. I wish like my high school had more of that one because like I don't need to because mine basically they pushed us to go to college or like pushed everybody even though there were some people that were like I'm going to work for like because I had like my one of my friends like he was going to work for his like father's like uh, I believe it was concrete company he's like but then for like a grade he had to apply to like North Idaho College more or less get all this shit done even though he's like he's like I'm not going to go to fucking college I'm just going to work the family business because that was like a thing up in North Idaho a lot of people just worked the family business or the did stuff in town and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, and they weren't going to go to college. And also there was a people in high school that were barely passing by. I'm like, okay, they're not going to fucking make it in nope. college. Yeah. Well, I mean, in my case, my high school, we did kind of have a program. I mean, it did exist. We had an academy that I did take classes or specialized tech classes in, but I mean, I still had to take core classes. That's what annoyed me. And they still, yeah, same thing, pushed you to go to college. It didn't matter what you were doing, you know, where it was going. It was, if you don't go to college, you're not going to have a life. So like, I remember this junior, senior year, you know, to finish out school or to get everything you needed. I even think they started threatening people, you know, in my graduation class with not even walking for graduation if they didn't, you know, go and apply for FAFSA, apply for the colleges, apply for really anything. And it's it's crazy that, you know, right. cultural shift and went from it's one of those things again, you know, and our, and or where I grew up is totally different than that as well, because I mean, I'm I'm born and raised in a very large city. I'm being raised in Las Vegas. You did not have a fallback to like, I'm just going to join a family business like Northern Idaho or you didn't have um, this centered to go to, like you said, your academies that you had. We didn't really have that in Las Vegas. There was one or two high schools that you went to that were academies and then yeah, that was good, but those were really hard to get into because we had millions and millions of people. So in Las Vegas, the only choice you had was go to college and it was find this and stick with it. I mean, we had all of my friends, when I look back and what they're doing now compared to where they were in high school, they kept the same college degree and knew exactly what they were going to do. And then they kept it and they're still doing that. And it's like, if you didn't go to college, I mean, and I'm 
proof to that if you didn't go to college in las vegas right out of high school you kind of had a winding road of what you're doing with your life and that's exactly what i had i spent three years in college didn't have anything to show for it then i joined the military because that's just well at the time in 2008 we were going through that like recession and it yep. was so hard to find yep. jobs and all that stuff when i was 23 22 yeah about 22 23 in 2008 2009 so i had to join the military it was a family business quote unquote because my dad did it my grandpa did it but there was a last resort i was definitely one of those guys last resorts to join the military and then that finally taught me my life skills and i am so happy that schools are recognizing that nowadays for my kids because it's like i try to tell them all the time you guys need to find something you want to do get interested in it get into it and and well it's it's like the it seems like the united states is like one of those only few countries that they're finally doing this because it was like i was have a few friends over in japan and they basically say it's like they have schools basically and like you basically because you have to like test in to try to get into schools for like middle school and high school and all this kind of such but then basically we're like oh if you're going to become like a blue collar worker in a sense it's like they you have only have to do basic education and then they send you down that path yeah so and they, then- they basically give you the test and all this kind of such so you figure out what you're good at what you enjoy and then they guide you more or less to go that route and then yeah there's there's options it's not yeah. just trying to shove kids through a program where you need to learn all of this and then still have to go to college yeah they just that's what it seemed like when i was in high school they just basically tried to shove everybody and anybody oh, to yeah. college oh yeah our age our age group the because i mean you probably went graduate two years after me so yeah. probably two years before me to two years after me uh so that four or five year gap right in there oh yeah they were pushing people through school as fast as they could not even really caring not making sure kids were prepared for i mean we still today i feel they're that way but. well yeah it's like a lot right. of my friends and all this kind of such like freshman year of college it's like a lot of them dropped out of the first semester because they just bailed out or then they basically just they did one year and then they're like college is not for me and then they're just doing other work and all this kind of such and then they enjoy a lot better yeah i mean that was that was my case i went to college for a semester it is not for me i don't i have done seven or eight semesters of college by now in my life i mean i graduated 2005 here are 15 years later over 15 years i've done probably eight years worth of college but still no degree because they're just jumping around yeah. to different and that, that was the other problem that I had when I was in school. I felt I was going to jump around a lot and not be able to focus on anything. So that was kind of like I went in for I was only five years. So the first two were for computer science, realized computer science sucks. Also, the department of Boise State was not updated because people are basically going into like classes and then it's material they're still teaching. That's like hasn't been relevant for like 15 years or something like this. And so I'm like, OK, that's not a good one to go into. Go into the new major three years. Yeah, busted that out. It's a good major. Horrible graduation time with all this pandemic going on. So basically, like, yeah, Yeah. apply for like at least five jobs every week. Get like all the responses like, no, we're going with somebody else. I'm like, God bless America. This is a pain in the ass. That's it's you guys are uh, I've read an article about this before that my and again, this is going to sound like a complaint more than anything. But my generation is screwed because the generation prior to me based all of their life merits on hard work and doing your own thing. The generation after me, which is kind of including you, too, is you get to grow up with the technology and having the foresight of what to get into. And we're right in the middle of that. (sighs) 
you need it's because like the generation before you need that college degree and then you get right into your job now they want college degree plus life experience but how am i supposed to get a life experience in this job field if i don't have it if i don't have the degree oh, yeah, like, you're saying, like you're saying now yeah. but it's and but then again the flip side now people are getting to go right into technology degrees so it's like we're right oh, in yeah. between the hard workers and then everything they grow up yeah with i mean the, technology, technology nowadays is so easy to get into you just need certifications oh, you don't even I have say, to go yeah that's to like the anymore. biggest thing it's like how now it's like more still considered skill knowing how to program and do code and all this kind of such but now they're teaching it some such a young age it's going to overflow that market in a sense so it's like it's going to be one of the things that everybody just knows how to do like typing right. but the thing is a lot of people don't know how to do make change yeah people for the love of god yep. yeah i go like you go to talk about they're like oh the machine's down i'm like okay your total is like 1456 here's a 20 and then they sit there and like ponder life for the next like 20 mm-hmm. minutes because they can't figure out how to make change it's yep. like it says like simple little skills i don't know it's like that's where i granted with like my parents or i really hated it where they always now i look back and i'm thankful for it but then it's like i still find it annoying where it's like oh there's like an issue and but then it's like instead of calling one of my two sisters i'm like always the first one to go for it's like hard labor manual labor or like fixing something around the house and it's like my like a few years ago my dad was like installing a new toilet and comes in my room he's like hey do you want to know and sell a new toilet i'm like i already know how because you showed me already multiple times why don't you go ask one of my two sisters and then he asked them and then they're like no and he's like whatever but then it's like it gets annoying like they clock yep. the fucking drain and then they're like i'm like unclog the drain you're like we don't know how i'm like how hard is it to unclog a drain for them yeah. it's rocket science and then yeah. i got like i'm like go watch a youtube video and then they couldn't figure it out but then i'm like oh my god it's like you, know, you just get under the sink we're gonna have a twist great this, twist uh, this pull it out done great generation of homeowners when it gets there well it's like great i just, generation I just of can't homeowners. wait for like social security to go out basically i'm like oh yeah i'm a big oh i got my paycheck for like my other job oh my god i basically lost a quarter of it to fucking taxes i'm like wow that's really fucking not fun mm-hmm. but i'm like i'm hopeful to god I, my tax return is amazing next year but mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. just fine and knowing it's like how all these people they're basically paying their jobs and then they're getting like a nice chunk of change pull up for like social security for all these people that all they do is bitch and complain about our generation but then yeah. i'm like but our generation is paying for your yeah. fucking crap it's like well as it stands now our generation is the run running one is the one running the world and but taking then it, it. But yeah, as soon as we, we are become, the pop culture yeah, now. as soon as like the three of us like hit that point of age of like retiring and all this kind of such i want to cash in some social security i don't even think it's going to be around oh no i don't even think we're going to be able to retire no so, well at least me and you anthony i don't know about brad but i bet we're never going to be able to retire i can't yeah you're yeah, doesn't even like, have a career field you have a sugar yeah, no. mama i'm 33 and i've done nothing no but kidding. you do have a sugar mama I she just cuts hair uh, she's still a sugar mama she found something and did it and <laughs> No, that wasn't well she's passion. good it's at fantastic. it she's good at it and it's always going to be in demand because everybody's always going to have thing. a haircut always try, that's the thing during now um and and honestly little teaser for next episode we're going to talk about how the pandemic has changed pop culture and life but she, like now you see you want to find a career that can survive a pandemic yes i know that is de- definitely well the, the, but then definitely i also my other culture. side of it is i we need to find a career that can can also um survive the robot revolution not talking about evil like terminator robots i'm talking but it's about true, like, where things are robotic cars cars you just the you know cars line. yeah when cars everything. were made it was a assembly line of humans now a car is made by a robot all the way down well, but the, the only thing is like if a car gets damaged or needs to be worked on it's like you can't 
you could, in theory, get a robot to do it. 100%. Then, I but, guarantee you, you can make a technology not, to where not, they do. We're not going to be at that point in time. It's like, yeah, you have the computer to the thing that knows what errors, but then I'm like, okay, if like a car is like, it also depends on the car. If it's like anything. You just don't like, work in fast food. That's where the robot revolution is like, taking oh, well, over well, it's like right over now. Like all those Asian countries where they're getting rid of employees, they have like the one employee taking the order at the thing. And then everything, just, it's because everyone then, wants to make it. And then all the computer you know, and all the robots wage. make all the food and, and people are losing jobs over now because of the pandemic because yep. they don't want so many people they realize well, what they can do when they're career field but before we get into that um, i found the one i was going to talk about with the age gap so give me one second okay, I'm gonna read age it gap. Out. we're going back people born between 1985 and 1995 are the most unique generation of all time which includes me i was born in 86 and me because i was born in 95 years. i don't think i don't think this applies to you well, it's it like, does I'm, apply I'm to me i was born in 95 it's like those people that go like care. oh the 90s were the best time of my life and they're born in like 1999 i'm like you don't and it's like yeah you're not a real 90s kid if you're born in oh no i'm not a 90s kid i'm a 2000s I'm, kid I'm but i am in that kid. group but i am this, in the unique I'm so what this off. is saying is that they are in between two generations the one before the internet and technology took over and the generation after the generation after the generation before us was old school and believed in working hard the generation after us believes in working smart we saw it radio tv mario <laughs> wap trick nokia nintendo 64 samsung iphone and virtual reality the generation before us could be scammed by simple emails asking for money and offering love the generation after us knows it's better to have four emails one for serious social one for social one for finance and one for experiments you don't trust that's very true i have five emails right yeah see and i don't I don't I that's have the one. thing i have one email I have one email it's but then email. i also had the concept of like yeah work smarter but not harder but then i'm like i'm not afraid i'm like granted i'm like i say everybody's lazy and nobody really wants to do hard fucking work nobody's like yes i want to go up and then like do all this bullshit no most people are not like that but then they understand the concept behind it but then i'm like if i needed to go up and do like hard manual labor it's like i'm perfectly fine with that one it's like i was when i worked at home yeah, depot no. i literally was in the See, lumber I'm, department I'm very and i was in... perfectly fine moving around well, like here's the reason why so the the next little two sentences they explain we are the generation that knows tradition and question it picking from what what makes sense to us the generation before us knew no questions the generation after us knows no tradition like that's a big one to me is that we don't that i'm not saying a blanket statement argent like your generation anthony or the ones born in the late 90s don't understand tradition but it was just slightly different because in the I mean, 40s there, 50s 60s that's the thing, tradition ruled all yeah, the households were ran by tradition, tradition for that or for for that kind of age group now. I mean, kid younger than me is as much as I say that all the time, but kid younger than me, there is no tradition yet. Like at least I kind of grew up in the age a little bit before the internet. And um we, uh, you know, I, I do remember this. I, I remember the tradition. I remember the hard work. But well, this last statement is very political and I'm just going to read it. Okay. It says, we are the gap between the industrial age and the Internet age. We understand both sides from experience. We should be running the world. The old guys don't understand what's going on anymore. And the new guys don't fully understand where it's going. On. Well, this oh, person like, has hit that. It's like, yeah, it's like perfectly like from. school. So like, hey, can you teach me how to do my taxes? The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly but it right. Is, it because is. True. This last thing says that the old guys don't understand what's going on right now, but then the new generation don't understand what happened where before. what's going on came from. from. Exactly why we are where we are. Well, also we can see that with like in today's like political climate and just like how people are acting like with one each other. It's basically I'm like history is repeating itself. It's like oh, it's, history always repeats itself, but then it's like it's literally like we're dealing with topics 
that we dealt with well, like when it's like back in like what like the 60s and the 70s is like really when the thing with like Martin Luther King and all that kind of stuff was like when was that time I can't yes, remember that, off the was, top of my that head. was that yes yeah so we're basically yeah we're basically the United States is now we're just recycling the same issues from the past that we basically moved away from but then it came back around like basically we're going full well, circle again see but back but, then but though, then the things weren't they weren't completely settled and it was just kind of like just Jimmy Brig together to make it get passable, but then it's like now we're finding all the flaws in the system. Right. And this is a fantastic discussion. So to go into like a whole hour of how has technology changed the issues? We still have the same underlying issue of unequalness across the country, but now we get to hear about it all the time. Yeah. Because back then you got to have blind eyes. Well, you didn't get to, but you could have a blind eye because it wasn't on there. It wasn't on the news. You didn't see this. Now we you can now you, see you can form a group of hundreds in minutes. Yep. Back then you had to figure out where to march. I mean, when they did the march on Selma, that was weeks of planning. Oh yeah, that's how why to I can say stuff. like yeah, the internet is such a big part of that one. Is yeah, because right. now it's like even the smallest groups have like the but can make have the biggest voice. There's also the other side of that when it comes to the news and information, <laughs> because I read I heard a quote. Uh, Mark Twain is said to be quoted. I can't find any truth to this, but it's saying when it comes to the media, do if you don't listen to the news you're uninformed but if you do listen to the news you're misinformed so which one would you rather be uninformed or misinformed like that was a quote from him that's 100 true the news is not what's going on in the world anymore yeah that's like and now because i mean look at all these these people on the internet facebook posting things again this is that whole thing about I how mean, fake the news. generation that's, before that's us the they like that, there was a netflix documentary about fake news yeah, and how they were news. doing for like the that is the thing nowadays hillary and is Trump. uh you know so. fake news that's that's another right. one of those things that we can That's happening today every day because no one can come to an agreement. I'm not saying that there isn't a mask agreement or not, but no one can come to an agreement on masks. I know my opinion. I know a lot of other people's opinions. But no one has the same opinion. Well, yeah, that's like the thing where people say it's mask like, in wear a mask and they're like, well, I don't need it because I'm not going to I don't have the virus. And it's like, well, it's not is more or less. It's like it's not to protect you. It's to protect me from you, because even when people speak, it's like, yeah, there's particular coming oh, out of your mouth. I saw this lady that blew up at Walmart about someone telling her about the mask. And then she's like, well, it's not going to protect you when you fart. You can still smell it. It gets through, obviously. And People are like, what? That is the dumbest I don't know. thing I've ever like seen. Like I said, the world right now is a... It's going to be a very interesting time to talk about pop culture because, like I said, right. I think we are going through a major cultural shift. In, the ne- yeah, exactly. And that. this is... I mean, next, again, to tease the next episode, the next yeah. episode is going to be how this pandemic, epidemic, whatever COVID you want to call has affected everything that we do as pop culture. I mean, we... All of the what, what, what just when the when the first lockdown first started happening, all of us nerds were like, "Of course we can stay in for hours on end because that's what I already do," and it was a joke. And but now it's become serious. And look at every how often was uh, your groceries being delivered to you like a thing of like, "Wow, you're paying for that. That's a lot of money." Now it's like, "Holy shit, I need to get that." Yep. 
now, now everybody's every delivering Target everything. delivers. Yep. Target never delivered. We are living in the age it's of delivery. insane. And now mm. we're coming more and more uh, less connected to each other. I mean, what brought us all three together was going to the movie theaters and watching a movie. And, and now we don't get that. We'd have to come over to someone's house and watch a movie or spend way too much money on renting a movie nowadays. Yeah. And how is that going to affect movie watching for us from now on? I mean, we're about to turn into this whole um, movie theaters are going to be gone. I mean, we we were supposed to be within like two weeks ago supposed to open. Now it's pushed to another week. And who knows if it's going to be even further than that because the spikes no. are going nuts. Yeah, I know. I but guess it's also it is just all... because people keep opening up the stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's oh, it's like how in Idaho people are petitioning to get like the mayor or something mm-hmm. like gone. It's yep. like, okay, it's really hard to, and it's like how people just can't figure out the concept. Like, it seems like it's hard to do your job when you're in office for like seven months, but then it's like for like four of those, there's a pandemic going on. So yeah, you're not going to be able to accomplish all the promises that you made because if you have all these new issues that you weren't expecting, that's basically thrown in your path. No politician does everything they promise. Well, yeah, granted, but I know that, anyways. but I'm saying it's like, there's people are basically going, going, it's like, okay, cut her some slack or whatever yeah. <clears throat> because I'm like we're living in a time that we've never really seen in, in, it's like, in, in my lifetime at least I've never like, seen yeah, a pandemic the only people that have experienced this kind of thing are like in their like late 90s and or yeah because like, what it was the Spanish flu right uh, that was the last well, like, swine flu was the big no, no Spanish like, flu Spanish flu or was, was it the big oh the one that killed a whole yes, shit ton that, of that's kind of the same thing we're looking at now yeah it was the Spanish flu H1N1 was the big like that's gonna cause a cultural yes but it just went away yeah that's what I caught H1N1 that was nothing that's what happens yeah and I had a whole bunch of Aubrey Allen's sisters got it yeah I had it actually right now my sister got COVID up in the on the east coast and she just had to stay home and stuff like that so yeah but yeah no the, the nobody's had to deal with this in such a long no. time and so that's nobody knows how to respond to it we could go into then that's why again next episode you know we teaser will, for next episode we are going to be going into how the pandemic has affected everything that everyone loves when it comes to pop culture sports and oh yeah sports is a big one sports is huge anything. I'm probably going to spend a bunch of time on sports but that's I also can't because I've I don't go to live sports events i really don't even before so it doesn't affect me that much because i'm still going to watch it on tv but it's still going to affect um money because you're not going to have as many advertisers i can have as many people paying for seats it's like how bsu boise state's completely redoing how their system for like their the football games and all this kind of such and like also like apparently like hockey is canceled so yeah, yep. hockey decided to cancel. A lot of things um, have canceled. Uh, well, baseball just picked back up the other day. Basketball is playing right now. Uh, NBA, uh, NFL is supposed to report on July 28th for their training camp already. So things are moving on. Oh, but yeah. Baseball was weird to watch like a part of a game yesterday. It's just going to, what it's, it's going to turn NBA into stadium. is basically oh, you're going to yeah. have to pay per view games. I well, bet. Just like to even, even more to just go. Just like UFC. Yeah, even That's more how they're going to get their money back. What's relevant to us right now is Comic Con is this week. Yes. And we E3 have was last nothing month. Nothing is happening that we get to see. Well, yeah, E3 was canceled. So I mean, yeah. all so I see like, on my feeds are like little bit panels that are yep. on Zoom paneling yep. and stuff like that. And but that's like, not oh, as much fun. We're doing fun. this little panel for you. Exactly. Here you go. Yeah, there's been no spectacle, no nothing. But and so that, that that's what's going on now is just how bad it's it's. Yeah, so we could joke that well, we're prepared for this to be locked inside all the time. Yeah. But then you're not prepared to everyone else in the world is locked down. So now we don't get to watch Comic Con or we don't get to watch yeah. this thing on the inside. Well, yeah, it like too. killed. I would say it's like how like Comic Con. It's like one of the main things a lot of people like Comic-Con and I always liked this about Comic-Con. So the people's creativity and their cosplay was yeah. always fascinating to watch. But now it's like it's just 
seeing the nerds world. get together. Yeah, like another that's thing for that's like, what yeah. Comic-Con is for me. Well, seeing like the a, nerds get together yeah. and what happens. I mean, like, we can also say, like, for the next episode, it's, like, basically, and, like, oh, how has pandemic affected us? I'm like, well, it's, like, you can see how it affected, like, a lot of people because it right. has people have to pay for stuff. But then also it's, like, how there's, like, that huge increase of people that are doing, like, the OnlyFans and the premium Snapchat thing now. Oh, yeah, like I know. It's going to be next next episode, I think, is going to be a fun one. So, Wasn't yeah, it? crazy. I, I, would, I would highly recommend if you guys want to listen to us talk about what we believe and how the pandemic has affected everything in the nerddom, the pop culture, all of that stuff. I would definitely recommend everyone coming back next week for that episode. Yes, thank you again for listening to the ABCs of pop culture. We'll be doing this again all the time. We're going to be breaking down as much news and events as we can for pop culture. Um, we have many, many ideas to talk about. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. I am Brad. I'm Cameron. And I'm Anthony. Thank you for listening. See ya. Short and sweet, short and sweet, short and sweet. I, can't, I tend to ramble. Short and sweet. Okay. You're recording.